everybody. This is episode 129 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony and sitting right across from me via Zoom, as always, is my pal De Quincy. Hey guys, uh, a little, I'm just acting a little goofy over here when I, a little behind the scenes, like when I gave Anthony the cue to go ahead uh, and start the podcast, I was pointing and smiling like a game show host, like, yeah, <laughs> episode 129, go. We got it. We are off and running. <laughs> oh, man. So what's going on, man? How, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing all right. Um, oh, how how are you and your family after our little storm? Oh, good, man. Uh, you know, we got through it as usual. And, you know, uh, no power outage, no flooding. And uh, I didn't have to go anywhere. So I avoided most of the rain for the most part like being out in the streets and stuff oh, so, how about you um there was a slight power outage at like two in the morning and the only reason i know yeah. about it is because the the clock on our oven was just flashing like 243 but only i guess it only lasts for a little bit because i, I woke up with a fully charged um cell phone and my alexa was working and everything only problems I had was getting to work because, of course, 288 was underwater. So, like, I live in the south side of town and my job's up north. So, instead of just being able to take 288 and 59 and go straight downtown Houston, I had to drive across 610. And uh, the first day, I went across 610 East and went over to Shipping Bridge. And the second day, went I-10 um, West and it just add extra like five ten minutes in my commute but nothing much that's good wait do you have to go over that you had to go over the big bridge yeah i had to go over the yeah oh god i've i've done that a handful of times and it's weird it's it's a trip dude yeah i got i was lucky because when i was going over the bridge it was like sprinkling a little bit so it really wasn't that big a deal it's just when i came down the other side that's when the rain really started hitting so I was, I was thankful. Another, if I had passed, Ooh, man. like ten or twenty minutes earlier, I would have caught on both sides. Which that that bridge uh, is nerve wracking enough on a clear day. Yeah, <laughs> a clear day. So driving through monsoon weather with you know man. Texas drivers around you would. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't need all the volume in the world to come back now. Right. But no, nah, man. Oh, go ahead. The only, like, the one crazy thing that I experienced was, actually, I actually did step out to get some food a mm -hmm. couple of nights ago. Um, and I was waiting inside the restaurant for my food. And, uh, like, a group of four women walk in. It's storming. Yes. One of these ladies, these are like old ladies too. Oh. One of these damn fools came in wearing like some sort of, you know, you know, uh, I, I don't know, I forgot, but like she was on crutches. Mm -hmm. Like, come on, there's a storm. <laughs> there's a storm going on right now. You have a broken leg or broken foot or whatever. It's like, 7.30 at night. What are you doing? What are you doing out? Is is eating out that important? Like you couldn't have a pizza delivered or that restaurant delivers too. <laughs> like it's literally why we have deliveries so you don't go out there and hurt yourself worse. <laughs> like, come on. And the food, I mean, you know, I was there getting food, but it's not that great. Like we're you know, if I have a broken limb, if I have a broken leg or something, I'm staying my ass home. I don't need to go sit down anywhere. Like, I'm not, it's not that good. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, it's so good. You have to, you have to go on a broken leg. No, it's not. It's, it's my mom's perfectly cooking ain't that adequate good. food. Yeah. Oh, speaking <laughs> of food, is um, Chicago up there by you? Is that still open? It still is, yeah. All right. I got to go by there maybe this weekend get get a pizza. We're getting tired of eating, you know, Pizza Hut and uh, the Domino's. Yeah, I got you. 
And you know it's good because a girlfriend came up to me just random out of the blue last weekend. She was like, hey, you remember that pizza you got one time when you're heading back from Anthony's? What's it called? I was like, Chicago? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, that had to be sometimes last year because I don't know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't seen each other in person in months. Yes. So, so all that, year, pizza, that pizza made such an impact to her and she's still thinking about it now. So I'm about to run They're by still going there. Yeah. I'm about to go about there and get a slice or get a whole pie. So we need to be fat boys over here. <laughs> but enough catching up. Let's uh let's talk about what we came to talk about, and that is UFC 253. Yeah, it's uh man, it's a busy weekend for both of us. I mean, we got the UFC on Saturday mm-hmm. that I'll be watching, and then yes. Sunday we've got WWE Clash of Champions, which we'll both be watching. Yes. So a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of action to watch this weekend, and then of course football. You know, I'm I'm starting to get that itch again, so I'm, I'll be tuning in. Oh yeah. But uh, and also it's the end of the regular season. Of the that's NBA. right. So. Yeah, you know we're we're getting there. It, we're it's hasn't felt this normal in a long time, but you know there's plenty of sports to be watched and uh, very little time to talk about. Yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Saturday night is UFC 253. Mm-hmm. Um, they are going back to Abu. Dhabi. They're already there, but uh, they're back on Fight Island in Abu Dhabi. Um, and you know, part of this is, you know, with the whole pandemic, it's like. There's a lot of countries that are banning travel. We're banning travel from, you know, certain countries and stuff like that. I assume it, all those, a lot of those bans are still in place because oh, yeah. um, they, you know, they struck a deal with Abu Dhabi earlier in the year when COVID first started um, to have a, like a bubble, their own bubble outside of the United States to bring international fighters um, so they can have fights. Mm-hmm. So this is their second time around going back. The first time was, I think, two months ago. And uh, really great cards. They were there for like two weeks. They had like week, you know, like Wednesday night cards and Saturday cards and a couple of, I think, or one pay-per-view. And just really, really good fights the whole time Um, and very few cancellations. So, you know, it it worked very well, Um, you know, keeping everybody healthy you know, keeping everybody socially distant from, you know, the rest of uh, the population. Um, and, and yeah, so it's time for them to get those international fighters going again. And so we've got two title fights on the line uh, this weekend. The main, well, I'll talk about the main event first, because it's, it's, it's the big fight. It's the main event. It's for the, the middleweight championship of the world. Oh, you don't want to build up to it? Build up to it? Um, no, I think, I think it's good to lead off with this one because right. it's, you know, there's, uh, some bad blood between these guys, uh, and both guys are undefeated. We haven't seen that in a long time, two undefeated fighters fighting for the title in their primes too, which there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of drama, you know, going into this fight. So it's, it's going to be interesting, but you've got the champion Israel Adesanya, uh, who is fighting? Who's from? I believe he's. It's weird, like he because he carries different flags, so I think he has family from Nigeria, but I believe he was born in New Zealand. Nigerian born, New Zealand based. Yes, and that's where. And, okay. Yep. He's born yeah, in Nigeria. So he's he is uh, defending his title for the second time, I believe. And he is fighting uh, the number one challenger, uh, Paulo Costa, who's from Brazil. And so Adesanya is a really tall, lanky, long, 185-pound fighter who is, uh, has a background in kickboxing, world kickboxing champion. And Paulo Costa is like the Brazilian Hulk. I mean, this guy is jacked. Jack City, dude. It's unreal how huge this guy is. And off the bat, it's like, is he even going to make 185 pounds? Like, 
he has a, you know, you have to make 185 pounds on the dot. You know, his other fights leading up to this, you know, you, you get that one pound, uh, you know, you get that one pound um, uh, pass or whatever. So, you know, up to 186 pounds. But for title fights, you have to weigh in at 185 pounds. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, because this guy is just, there's no fat on him, solid muscle. He's huge. I mean, it's, it's unreal that, that he's, he fights 185 pounds. Um, and he's got vicious power. He's a Brazilian, Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, so mm-hmm. he, he can go to the ground, which rarely happens in his fights. Uh, but he's able to do it. And these guys – so these guys leading up to the fight did not like each other, <laughs> talking trash the whole time calling each other boy and we're going to make you, you know, this guy's going to make this guy his bitch and this guy's going to knock this guy out. And uh, this guy looks like a cheap Ricky Martin wannabe. And man, it just, it's just back and forth with these two. Um, so it should be a really exciting fight. You know, they're both in their primes. Um, they're both undefeated and um, they're both exciting fighters. You know, that that's, Adesanya has has had some really great fights, um, you know, leading up to him winning the title, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he's defended it once. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. And, Look it up real quick. And Costa has Costa has uh, you know, he's knocked he's knocked out most most guys that he's fought. Um, he did go three rounds uh, to the he went to a decision with Yoel Romero, but uh, Yoel Romero is a guy that nobody <laughs> nobody stops anyway, so that there wasn't a big surprise there. Yeah, that was the last time. He, that was the first and last time he's defended. He defended championship back in March, UFC two forty eight, pre Rona. Okay, that's right. So, um, yeah, you know these these guys again. You know, just going back and forth on social media, uh, press conferences and stuff. And uh, they just, you know, they're out to prove that, that they're the best, you know, that, that, you know, somebody's, somebody's always got to go. You know, that's an old saying when, when undefeated fighters go at it. And um, I'm looking forward to it, man. I think it's going to be a really good fight. All right. Uh, so who do you have winning? Champ or challenger? Oh, man. I, I'm going to say – I'm going to go with, with the champion. Um, he is a very skilled uh, technical striker. So, you know, he's very accurate with his punches and his kicks. Um, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't fight reckless. And Costa is just a machine who just, who's got really big power Um and I don't know. I mean, you know, it's. I think you have to go with the champion who has that precision, uh, who has the uh, who has the head movement to to avoid those those bombs that can come out of nowhere. And um, also, you know, Adesanya has, a, in my opinion, has a, a stronger resume. You know, he's he's fought tougher opponent or better opponents. Um, and I think that's going to, you know, all that's going to come into play, his experience and his, um, you know, just all the tools that he's picked up along the way. Like, I feel he's a more complete fighter than, uh, than Costa is at the, at this time. That power is very, um, it's very tempting to, to, to go with, but I think at, at the end of the day, the, the precision, the accurate accuracy, the head movement, um, it's all gonna come together, and, and uh, Adesanya will, and still, you know, you'll st- you'll see that hashtag everywhere. Reading up on his personal life, he's a fan of anime and would like to start an anime production company after he retires. His nickname is the Last Style Bender. I mean, how can oh, yeah. you not bet on that guy? And I will. And when he uh, when he fought. Um, in Australia, I think they had to fight. They had a car, a pay per view in Australia, which is you know not too far from his home in 
New Zealand, uh, he had this crazy choreographed like entrance, like with like, you know, I don't even know if they look, they, they danced like, you know, those jobber walkie guys. I don't know if that's still a thing. I might be aging myself or <laughs> dating myself there, but uh, no, I think they were like more, tri- they were actually like tribal dancers. So I apologize for that, but uh, yeah, you know, he's, he's cool. Like, you know, he's just got any, he, you know, he's a young guy. So it's like, he has all those, um, he has those interests, you know, from different, um, different aspects of pop culture. So, you know, he sticks to his, you know, he sticks, sticks true to his, to his roots. Um, but again, yeah, like you said, he's got the, uh, he's got the anime fandom going as well. And he's, he's kind of a big geek as yeah. well. I think he does a Twitch. I think he has a Twitch account or something <laughs> like that. Twitch channel. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm catching up on that performance you're talking about happening at UFC 243, and like after the the press conference he said and i quote if i could sing trust me justin bieber wouldn't even have a job (laughs) (laughs) he's awesome man he's he is the last style bender wow he he puts it all together and apparently when he was a child he was in dance competition competitions in new zealand oh wow damn he has one hell of a story before fighting, yeah. he regularly competed in dance competition against New Zealand. He highlighted his passion for dance and that walk off, walk out at UFC 243. Yeah, this guy. Uh, if if I loved UFC like you did, this would be the guy that I would watch at all times. He just seems mm-hmm. like the life of the party. Yeah, I mean he um, and he he backs it up too. I mean, he's a likable guy because he's so good, and uh, yeah, you know, and he, you know, he, yeah, he's not a meathead. He likes everything. Like he's into all of this stuff, man. So it's you know, he's a guy that is easy to to root for and get behind. Yeah, I, I agree with you. All right, uh, moving on. Let's get to the second match you wanted to talk about. Yes. Yeah. So, um, the co-main event is for the 205-pound light heavyweight championship. The, the fight is between Dominic Reyes and Jan Bla, Blahovic. Sorry, that's a tough, tough one to pronounce. Um, I've been playing too much, uh, too many video games. I still want to call him Blastowicz. <laughs> <laughs> too much Wolfenstein. Wouldn't have much pushback over here. Um, so the interesting thing about this fight is um, you see they're fighting for the light heavyweight championship. You might ask yourself, what happened to John Jones? I thought he was hundred or the 205-pound light heavyweight champion. That's a great question, DeQuincy. But um, John Jones is no longer the 205-pound light heavyweight champion. Um, he vacated his title about two months ago. And, um, you know, at this point, it, it was – it just made sense for him. Like, he pretty much cleaned out the division. His last fight was a very controversial decision victory over Dominic Reyes, who is fighting for the title next again. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a close fight. A lot of people think Reyes won that fight, myself included. Uh, it was actually here in Houston. Um, this was earlier in the year, I think February. Yep. Uh, great fight. Really showed Reyes. Uh, really, or it, it really, um, really showed the Reyes was was a better fighter than I think a lot of people were giving him credit for, and you know looked at him as just another guy that Jones was just going to walk through or or um, you know make make quick work of. But no, he he went the distance with Jones. Uh, again, most people thought he won that fight, uh, but you know Texas judging, you know it's. Uh, it's notoriously terrible. Um, and We've been watching these combat sports for years, and I don't understand how the judging has been this bad for so long. Well, a lot of it is like – At this point, I hope they're getting paid, you know, they're getting bribes 
because I'd hate for them just to be this incompetent. Yeah, I, I think, you know, when it comes to boxing, that's usually the case. Um, there's usually some, you know, backdoor deals and you know, some uh, briefcases being slid under tables and, you know, satchels with large, you know, dollar signs printed on the front or, you know, changed hands and whatnot. Um, even though they've asked you not to <laughs> market with the large dollar bill, um, dollar sign. Um, so a lot of it is kind of, yeah, those that, that happens more in boxing. I think with mixed martial arts, it's all the judges are boxing judges. So they're, I think that's a, another issue is that you don't have the, the judges aren't used to the sport yet. As long as it's been around, it still hasn't, you know, it's still the eyes that are watching it are still boxing eyes. So I think an option or, you know, something that needs to be looked at is, you know, who do we have judging these fights going forward? You know, do we have former fighters or former coaches, uh, people who have been in the business, you know, and focused on that business, you know, focused on the sport longer than a boxing judge who is just doing it. Cause it's, you know, it's another, it's another gig. Um, but you know, if you've been a boxing judge for 30 years um, and you've mostly watched boxing, it's kind of hard to shake off. It's kind of hard to rub those eyes out uh, to start, you know, to look, to look, to look with a fresh set of eyes um, until they actually get, just different judges altogether. So I think that's the big problem with the judging these days. Um, so back to the the fight, you know. Oh, well, hold on Ray- before before we go to the fight, real quick. Yeah. Uh, we started off talking about uh, John Jones and him, him yes. vacating the belt. Do you know how many times he's been stripped of the uh, the championship, light heavyweight championship? Uh, twice, right? Three times. Three times. <laughs> Stripped of the title on um, April 2015 through his involvement in a felony hit and run. Stripped of the int- interim title on November 9th through 2016 due to his one-year suspension related to a failed pre-fried drug test. And then he won the undisputed title against Cormier back in 2017, what was stripped again because of another failed drug test. Three times. And still out here getting paid. Yes. That's crazy. Uh, but continue, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, the first, the hit and run thing, he, he, uh, he hit a pregnant woman. Yes, I remember that and, story. It's hard to and, believe that uh, was five years ago. Drugs. Yeah, drugs were involved, I believe. Um, at the end of the day, He's such a – he's, you know, the best fighter. I think most people agree he's the best fighter of all time. Um, he is uh, so good that Dana just can't can't let this guy go. I mean, it's basically what it is. I mean, you know, if he was, if he was uh, some unranked fighter that, you know, wasn't making all – making the company all this money, they'd be gone in a second, but – you know, John Jones is, for better or worse, the face of the sport. And, you know, that good. He's just that damn good that he's, you know, been able to um, uh, maintain his career despite all these huge infractions. And now, I mean, he, he relinquished the title this fourth time uh, because he's, he plans on moving up to heavyweight. And, and so I, that's just go ahead. Can I give you the background of that that car crash? Yeah. All right. Jones was this is from MMAfighting.com. Jones was allegedly the driver in a three-car hit and run crash Sunday morning in Albuquerque. The New York native allegedly ran a red light in a rented Buick SUV and crashed into a car driven by a pregnant woman who suffered a fractured fractured arm as a result of the collision. Here comes my favorite part. Jones then allegedly fled the scene on foot, but not before returning to the car and grabbing a handful of cash, according to witnesses. 
I imagine he run, ran out the car, got about a good seven feet away. He's like, oh, no, the loot, and had to run <laughs> back to the car, grab it out of the console, and took off running yet again. Pretty much. <laughs> that is, and hold on, I want to see. Sorry, that's great. John Jones is like the strong. How tall is he? Six so a six foot four muscular ass black guy gets out of a car, gets out of a wreck, runs away, runs back to get his money, then runs away again and think he's not going to get caught. <laughs> Ooh, he's a goddamn knucklehead in every sense of the word. Yeah. Okay. But sorry, back to the match. Yeah. He, uh, he loves to party and mm-hmm. it just, you know, He's just been very fortunate that John it hasn't. Jones wants to party all the time, party all the time, and run away from the cops with his cash. Lots of it, too. Yes. <laughs> Jesus, the coppers. Oh, the loot. <laughs> I got time. <laughs> um, yeah, man, you know, he, you know, it just, when you're that good, you're that good and, and uh, you, you're given more chances than I think most, well, obviously most would get and probably that most deserve, you know, you get more chances than you probably deserve, but um, you know, he's, he's still a, a, a top fighter, an elite fighter, the best fighter. And um, yeah, you know, that's just, just how it goes, whether, whether it's fair or not. Um, and so really the natural progression for him was to move up to heavyweight. You know, he's, you know, cleaned house in that division. Um, Reyes says that he, he scared him off. You know, he, he knows he, he, or Reyes claims, you know, that Jones knows he lost the fight and just wanted to get out of the division before, instead of facing him again, because that's what, you know, because there was really no, you know, clear challenger, top challenger, to face Jones anytime soon, uh, except the rematch with, um, with Reyes. So, mm-hmm. you know, you avoid that risk of doing the rematch with Reyes as opposed to moving up to heavyweight, pursuing the heavyweight championship of the world um, and other fights. So, you know, there's the heavyweight title, there's potentially, you know, a long shot, but potentially fights with Brock Lesnar who is every few years seems to get his name back in the, in, you know, in the storylines with UFC. Um, and yeah, and that's exact. That's the reason why he's never going to leave WWE because his name just generates so much press and interest. Yeah. And Vince is going to pay him, oh, yeah. you know, and you know, most people, most people agree that it's, it's a, it's a brilliant, you know, uh, negotiating tactic on Brock's part because you know once the UFC is mentioned then the pressure's on to you know to lose him or keep him and so far Vince has been willing to keep him um, and Brock has been paid handsomely for it so it's it's a great tactic on his part um, but you know you like you still can't um, like the interest is always going to be there. So it's like, you know, if his name gets mentioned, especially against a name like John Jones, then people are going to talk. And, you know, especially if when it could actually happen because Jones is now moving up to heavyweight. He's not having to cut weight or anything like anything like that. He's focusing on moving up. So with Jones out of the picture, it has opened up this, you know, this opportunity for Reyes to win the title a second, you know, to fight for the title a uh, second time. And I think he's the number three ranked light heavyweight at, uh, at this time is a Jan Bohovich who knocked out his last opponent excuse me, and is a dangerous fighter. You know, it, it's going to be an interesting fight. You know, this, this would have probably been a number one contender fight anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but now with Jones out of the picture, it's, it's clearly uh, 
the heavyweight, the, the light heavyweight title fight that, you know, that we get on Saturday. And um, I don't know, man, I, it's, they both have power. Um, Reyes is more athletic because he was like, I think a baseball player in college and, and or a football player in college. Like, you know, these guys are, uh, he's much more athletic. He's, he's younger than Blahovich and, uh, but Blahovich has good power as well. So it's, it's going to be an interesting fight. Um, could be a war. I would not be surprised if, if these guys stood there for, you know, multiple rounds, just swinging, clanging and banging. All right. So who you got winning? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Reyes. I like him. I, you know, he's, I, I was really impressed with the way he fought against the best fighter of all time, uh, you know, seven or eight months ago, or, you know, six or seven months ago. So I think, you know, it's, it's, it's his time. And it's, but at the same time, I think that all the pressure is on him to win this fight um, because he, he proved how good he is against someone like Jones and mm-hmm. losing to a guy like Blahovich, which is, you know, uh, that's a big gap in competition and skill level. That would be a huge, you know, setback for his career. So um, he's got everything to, to gain and, and lose at the same time. But uh, I think he's, he's headstrong where I think he's, he's welcoming that, that pressure and that challenge. And, and uh, I think it's going to, it's going to put him over the top on Saturday. Yeah, he's definitely the favorite. He's favorite in that match, three hundred. Um, yeah. yeah, all right. Well, and the rest it? of the card, <laughs> it's a, <laughs> it's a, it, the rest of the card is a. Hey, you're getting two title fights. <laughs> on this Shut card. up and be thankful, huh? Take it or leave. It. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which but you know, is, I, I don't think that's an attitude you should be having when you're trying to charge people eighty five bucks for. A pay per view, but <laughs> right. to each his own. To each his own, and uh, you know, there's enough intrigue with the top two fights to kind of definitely carry, you know, carry the load um, that night. But you know, a lot of times these there's fights that surprise you, and it's like, wow, I didn't expect that fight to be as good as it was. I had no idea who these guys were, but they they fought so good that they. You know their their names are on the map now. You know they're, you know this is a it's opportunity for whoever's on the undercard to uh, make a name for yourself. You know and, and hopefully they'll do it. Yep. All right. Well, as always, your UFC inside is entertaining. Enjoy UFC. it. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. UFC in a couple of minutes. <laughs> the UFC TV show, damn near. It's almost 30 minutes. Yeah. Oh, boy. But, yeah, I love when you talk about UFC, I love to just wind you up and let you go because you're so passionate about it. I just sit and just, just take in the knowledge, man. So, thank you. Yes, sir. That's what I'm here for. So, we move on to our second, our second topic of the night. WWE Clash of Champions. I cannot talk tonight. This is sad. WWE Clash of Champions is this Sunday. Um, we're going to go through a couple of matches because, to be honest with you, there are a few of these title matches that the WWE just put on last minute. So if they don't care, I why like should UFC we? 253. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they don't really care. good matches, take it or leave it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Except uh, they're only charging how much? Compared to UFC, <laughs> right, nine ninety nine. Yeah, all right. So um, the ones we're not talking about, you know, let's just run through and pick the who we think gonna win. So let's get the, all the tag team ones out of the way first. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defend their tag team championship against the Riot Squad. Who you got? I'm gonna go with the upset and say the Riot Squad. All right, I'm staying with Jackson Baszler. I'm playing off a little bit longer. Uh, moving on, Cesaro, ah, Cesaro and Shisuke Nakamura defend the SmackDown Tag Team Championship against Lucha House Party. I'm gonna go Lucha House Party. Another upset. Another upset. Okay, well, I'm upset. I'm staying with Cesaro and Nakamura. Uh, moving on, the Street Profits defend the Raw Tag Team Championship against Andrade and Angel Garza. Uh, I'll go with Street Profits. 
Ooh, I'm going the other way. And I'm going Andrade and Angel Garza. Oh. I feel like they should have won the championship last time these two met. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm, thinking. I'm surprised they're still – this thing is still going. But then again, there's a lot of feuds that are still going that should have ended <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, let's see the women's match. Oscar uh, defends the Raw Women's Championship against Selena Vega, and apparently that match will take place on the pre-show. Wow. Well, Oscar could should never be on the pre-show. That's true, and, and you know it should actually be a really good match because mm-hmm. uh, Selena Vega, can, Selena Vega can go. Yeah, I think this is going to be her coming out party. Mm-hmm. So we can do um, pick. I got Oscar. Yeah. Okay. So we're agreeing on there. Uh, what was the other one I wanted to skip over? Oh, the triple threat ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship. All three of these guys apparently have a claim to the championship. Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn. First thing, it's gonna be a weird match. Seeing a ladder match uh, with no audience. Mm-hmm. Even though they already did it with Money in the Bank, but they actually did it well. Like it was, it was cool. So, um, uh, I guess I'll go with. I'm gonna go with Sami Zayn. Um, I think it'll it, it'll give Hardy. I think Jeff Hardy can continue a feud with him, and it might open up AJ to pursue other things. Okay, I'm with you. Zane. I was going back and forth between Zane and Hardy, but I'll go Zane as well. Okay. Cool. So that leaves us with one, two, three, four matches that we're going to talk about. And we're going to start with the single match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey defends her title against Nikki Cross. Again. Um, <laughs> A lot of repeats in here. Yeah. And I think this is this is an instance where they just had to go back to this because they're still, even though the feud is on, they're still building they're still building the feud, the eventual match between Bailey and Sasha for the the SmackDown Women's Title. Um, so this is very much a, a placeholder match, uh, but it's also going to help. I think it'll also help build a feud between. Uh, Nikki and Alexa Bliss, you know, who is falling, who's fallen to, you know, the fiend's spell or whatever you want to call it. Um, I think this match will kind of help push those two separate storylines um, and kind of help form them, getting them closer to being like fully formed feuds. Okay. And it'll be a good match. I mean, yeah, Bailey. Can, yeah, Bailey can go. Same thing with Nikki. Um, we talked about this earlier offline. How do you feel about the WWE bringing back uh, Sasha Banks so soon? Way too soon. I mean, was she out for like two weeks? Two weeks. Two weeks after t- taking a twenty-minute on-air beating, <laughs> like, like you know. It, we talked about this too. Like if you're going to do that, then you should put her on the shelf for a long time. You know, she's already, it's already confirmed. She's in the Mandalorian season two. Um, you know, she's got things to promote, but at the same time, like if you're going to, if you're going to go through like a full segment on television, go to commercial break and then attack her some more. <laughs> like what are you doing? Bringing her back after two weeks. I mean, her neck got crushed by a steel chair, like her throat. <laughs> yeah, that used to be an injury that kept you off of TV for like two months. <laughs> yeah, at least at least a month. Um, and then they attacked her again. She she attacked her again on like the first week she's back. So, so this is one yeah. thing that that annoys Wait, me. It annoys me with wrestling. It's like. As soon as you go from being a heel to being a face, your IQ drops like 75 points. <laughs> like, if babe, if uh, Sasha was still a heel, she would have saw that attack coming and be, been able to mm-hmm. fight it off and turn the tables. But, you know, since she's the baby face, she got to get her ass whooped and um, conjure sympathy. And it's like, 
you just got your you just got beat up like two weeks ago, yeah. and you're gonna come out there and think that it's not possible it's gonna happen again. Right, and if, if you're a heel, you're you're making these statements, you're doing these promos from undisclosed locations, not not clearly the you know the backstage area of you're the hi- performance. <laughs> you're hiding behind a pillow, looking like Snively Whiplash. Right. Talking about dating yourself. There's one right there. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's a wrestling trope that just grinds my gears. I guess that's the way you put it. Um, who you got in this match? Uh, Bailey. Uh, same here. You know, it's a weird match because if there could be interference on both sides. Yeah. You know what? I'm going Nikki. I think uh, Sasha interferes oh. and causes Bailey to the title. Yeah, it costs the title. She's had that title for over 400 days now. Yeah. So do you think that would set up Nikki and Alexa for the title? Possibly, yes. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I just. I know that WD has this long-term plan where everything is planned for WrestleMania, but now with mm-hmm. how COVID is and you have no idea when the next time you're going to have a live audience, can you see Bailey and Sasha having like a blow-off match before the end of the year? Yeah. I could see them doing a team Bailey team Sasha Survivor Series, maybe. Um, or maybe a, maybe a, a blow-off match. Maybe at Hell in a Cell. Because I remember we, when we talked about this before, I had it booked into WrestleMania. And WrestleMania is still, what, six months away. I don't think they're going to have the steam to keep this going for six months. Right, and... And that's what I, that was kind of what I was thinking, but I was starting to agree with you with, you know, with the, uh, like on condition that they kept Sasha off television for, you know, at least two months yeah. to really sell the injury, mm-hmm. to sell the attack. They didn't, they didn't even last two weeks. So how the hell are they going to stretch this out for six months? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be tough. I think it's a pipe dream. I think that might be over by. You know what? There is one way they'll be able to keep them. To keep it um, fresh for WrestleMania. And that's if they get next time they have a draft, they get drafted to. um, To this one goes to Raw, one goes to SmackDown. They stay. Hmm. We'll see. Uh, moving on, match number two. I want to talk about uh, singles match for the WWE United States Championship. Bobby Lashley defending against Apollo Crews. And I'm not even here to talk about the match. I just want to talk about the Hurt Business. And they are taking care of business, that's for sure. What do you think of the addition of uh, Cedric Alexander? I love it. It gives Cedric something to do. Mm-hmm. It makes the the group more dangerous. Mm-hmm. And Cedric's a great in athlete performer, but he can't talk to save his life. So yes. it's good that he has <laughs> someone there like MVP being his mouthpiece. Absolutely. And, yeah, no, I and, and hold on, Bra- bravo to MVP. This is the best work he's done in his entire career. I I could I don't agree with you more. I don't have enough platitudes. I take my hat off to that man. If I had a tailor suit, I take that off too. I'm just <laughs> te- I'm I'm throwing I'm putting the roses at his feet. I'm giving that man his flowers right now. He's done an amazing job. Him. Bobby Lashley and Sheldon Benjamin, all of them just mm, gentlemen, mm-hmm. chef kiss, love all of it. And he, 
himself or MVP has kept Raw uh, from really being a disaster of a show. I, I really like. thought you were just because gonna say watchable. <laughs> he has been there for feuds with Drew McIntyre. Uh, you know, he's been there with uh, you know Lashley this whole time, and just kind of watching, you know, them get away from the Lana storyline and stuff like that. Um, Oh, and yeah. now into this. Send that man to the Hall of Fame for saving Bobby Lashley from the Lana storyline. First class, first vote, first ticket, whatever. First ballot. First ballot. He's he been he, worth his money just for that. And now, you know, he, he's had his hands in Raw Underground briefly. Uh, you know, he's got this faction going. Uh, like I said, being the mouthpiece for Cedric Alexander, um, still in the United States title scene with with Lashley and Apollo, and looks like he's going to be leading the charge against Retribution. Which, again, if you don't have someone like that, it turns into a disaster. And they made Drew McIntyre look strong when he won the title like, earlier in the year, and so now. He's been able, you know, Drew has been able to go off and maintain this feud with Orton and now Keith Lee. So the top title is in good hands at this point. Uh, um, Retribution, as bad as it's been, look, I just not, say, it if, can't get any worse. If MB, MVP can turn Retribution around, you build a statue of that man in front of the WWE headquarters made of fucking gold. Next to Andre. In fact, you make it tall. You make it taller than Andre. I want that thing needs to be ten <laughs> foot eight. All right. Gee, this retribution angle. Not. Did you see the damn names they gave these people? Oh man, uh, T slice, <laughs> uh, eight ball. Oh, I gotta go to K side seats real quick to go for crowbar something like that. I don't even know. Let me find it. What are the names? Mace, T-Bar, and Slapjack. <laughs> Slapjack? Slapjack. Oh. <laughs> I'm getting hungry over here. Oh, man. You know, you know, it's like, it's, it just feels very, it's, it feels very stubborn on WWE's part. Like, it, to me, that that reeks of we know this is a bad angle. We screwed up, and if we're gonna salvage the careers of Dio Madden, Dominic Dijakovic, and the other guy, we can't have them go by their wrestling names. We have to give them these shitty names, so that way when we do away with all this, we can try and salvage their careers and let them be. You can't, but you can't do that. You can't just change. You just can't change them like that. Which and the other guy, Shane Thorne. <laughs> you just go to the other. <laughs> Instead of whatever made up name they have from, you're just gonna call him the other guy, right? Pretty much. Yeah, you can't just make them. Retribution and then like get yeah get bored of them and then switch over to their real fake wrestling names. I have eyes. I have a memory. I know what this is. But the masks and the makeup and all that stuff, it, you know, at least it's somewhat concealing them. So it's like you can try and salvage like their careers, but you know this angle is again. It's going to take. An MVP miracle to salvage it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's possible. I'm gonna let you know right now. <laughs> this is all because Vince McMahon wanted to get on on top of the Antifa. <laughs> uh, oh my god! "Quote unquote" terrorists are attacking cities. Yeah. And now look at this. He's basically derailed five 
wrestlers, his own product, he's hurt just because he wanted to get a little racist with it. Jesus fucking Christ. This match, you got Lashley or Cruz? Yeah, we even, yeah. Uh, I Lashley. told you I didn't want to talk about this match. I just want to talk about the hurt business. Give them the props, <laughs> give them the flowers. Give these black men the respect they deserve. I'm going Lashley as well. Uh, moving on. I'll let you choose which one you want to go uh, WWE Championship or Universal Championship? WWE Championship. All right. Ambulance match for the WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre defends against Randy Orton. Okay, so that's that's a stipulation. Like, that's it? Yes. Okay. It's an ambulance match. Because what you say? This is uh, like this is the part of the feud I haven't liked the least. This past month that they've done this rematch angle, the three kicks to the head, the broken jaws, and then the random inclusion of Keith Lee, who. He might fight for the title. He might not fight for the title. If he beats this guy, he might fight. If he doesn't, and now it just kind of leaves Keith Lee on the outside looking in without a clear without a clear direction mm-hmm. or a feud for, you know, his second pay-per-view in a row that he's been, would, you know, would have been the second pay-per-view in a row for him on the main roster. Um, now he's left without a match. Yeah, so, they want to treat Keith Lee like a star, but they have no plan for him. Right. So, like, you know, whoever wins out of this match is Keith Lee, the number one contender. We don't know. Right. Yeah, it, it's like the feud started out really strong, and it's just I don't know, it's just kind of it's it's fading fast. And uh, I don't know. I mean, it's like they might take the title off McIntyre. WWE only plans for that night, whether it's Raw, SmackDown, or the pay-per-view. The only thing, only saving grace is uh, NXT, which honestly we should talk about more. I just don't get a chance to watch it. Yeah. Even though it's the strongest show. (laughs) It's the most consistent show. Or Mm -hmm. let me change that. Because I can't say that because I don't watch AEW and I don't want to disrespect them. It's the most consistent wrestling show that WWE produces. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All love to AEW. I just don't watch you guys. I hope you guys do every Wednesday make a million. I got no hate for y'all guys. Hey, man, they've got some of the best guys out there. The best man, Miro. The best man, Miro. Gotta like that. Miro day every day. The only thing, the only thing that I have against AEW is I'm tired of the old WWE guy coming in and immediately ripping ripping on the on Vince McMahon <laughs> right. and everything. Yeah. It, it seems like everyone does it and then it's like it becomes part of their character. Mm-hmm. Like um Brody Lee. Mr. Brody Lee. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and that was like the most blatant. I mean, yeah. there was a segment where a guy sneezed in the meeting, and he ripped on him for sneezing. I mean, that's a that's one of the most famous Vince uh, urban legends. It's like he hates sneezing because he sees it as a sign of weakness. You can't control your <laughs> you can't control your body or something. Yeah, <laughs> from expelling germs. <laughs> Which, if that's true, that's might be the greatest story I've ever heard in my life. In Vince's defense, he's seventy-seven years old. One loose turn <laughs> could take him off this earth. That's true too. I'm sorry, that was a tangent. Let's get off the AEW. Yeah. Let me. I mean, just shit on you guys. Um, love all wrestling. I don't want any. I don't want any problems in my comments, man. Not at all. Um, yeah, going back to this match, it's endless match, which to me means. It's a way for them to get the title off of Drew McIntyre without him eating the pen. Yes. So I'm picking Orton. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. 
And then I hope, I don't know, maybe they'll have a triple threat match or whatever pay per view is up next. What is up next? NXT uh, TakeOver 31? No. NXT TakeOver Dublin? No. Hell in the Cell. <laughs> oh, okay. That'll be good. Oh, man. So, going back to Bailey and Sasha, I thought maybe they could do that match because I thought, for some reason, I thought that was at the end of the year, but it's actually TLC. Um, I don't think oh. they'll do that match between those two that yeah. quickly. Hell in the Cell was originally scheduled to be held on November 1st, but got moved up to October 25th because of WWE's contract with the Amway Center. It expires mm. on October 31st. Oh, okay. Wow. Which I would be surprised cool, cool. if it's not re- if it's not extended. Right. It's working. It's it's going well, I think. Um, quick, quick tangent. I'm watching the Astros-Rangers game, and I can't tell if the Rangers suck or the Astros are finally getting into into form because let's see Springer hit a home run and now Tuve just hit a three run home run it's ten to zero. Ooh. Man, it's about time out Tuve starts to wake up. Yeah. Right. Sorry we're tangent. We'll definitely talk about the end of the season on Sunday and do our baseball oh, yeah. pod. Because uh, right now it looks like instead of taking on the A's, they'll be taking on the Twins in the wild card round, which I feel much better about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, I lost my train of thought. Where were we? Were we finished with this ambulance match? Uh, yeah, I think. Did we both pick Orton? Yeah. Which I'm, I'm okay with. He'll be yeah. what fifteen time champ. Sounds correct. Fourteen or fifteen, something mm-hmm. like that. Which you know, it's fine. Yeah. All right, so finishing off the night with singles match for the WWE Universal Championship, Roman Reigns defends against his cousin Jay Uso. And I did not see this coming. Didn't see it coming, and. It is still the most interesting story in my mind on tele- on WWE television right now, on Raw between Raw and SmackDown. Um, it is how far are we gonna take Roman as a, as a top heel? Like, what's he gonna do to his own family? Like, how bad is it gonna be? Because they're not. I mean. They're clearly setting it up for some bad stuff to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at how he didn't show up for the the tag team match two weeks ago on SmackDown to help his cousin, he showed up like with two minutes to go to get the you know and got the pin, which was awesome. I mean that's like clearly I'm only looking out for myself. Um, he. You know, he's not he's not there to be palling around with this with his family. Like he's looking out for himself, and he's got that look. Like I don't care who it is, even if it's family. If you get in my way, you're gonna get hurt, and you're gonna get hurt badly. And I think this is a awesome side of Roman Reigns that that we're finally getting to uh, explore. Man, I could see them booking this match to be like 10 minutes where Roman comes in. He's not really like taking it seriously. And then Jay's just going, you know, off on him. And then he hits one move. I don't know if it's going to be a super kick or some kind of move. He just, he just hits one move on Roman that makes him just look down and he just enters. Ber- yeah, he just in- enters berserker modes and like <laughs> Superman punches him two times and spears him three times, just ends the match. <laughs> yeah, no, I. Like, it should be, like, Roman's attitude going into this match should be, you shouldn't even be in the ring with me. Absolutely. And that should be his attitude no matter who it is. Right. That should be his attitude no matter who. But in this instance, it should also be, you don't even deserve to be in this ring with me. And the only reason why you're in this match is because of me. You know, it's... Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talked about MVP 
being the MVP. On SmackDown, this is the best Paul Heyman we've seen in years. Because he's taking he's taken the formula of of his promos that we've seen with, with Brock Lesnar and has tailored them perfectly to fit with Roman Reigns, to fit that character. It's it's no it, surprise for yeah for um um for Heyman it's gotta be like so you tell me I get this new toy to play with and we're gonna make him do a complete one eighty right like I just can't imagine the the smile on his face when he got that news man that first promo back mm-hmm. was bone chilling um and. Yo, the not way, just that. The the intro had people nuts when Roman's sitting on the couch and the camera oh yeah. pans over and there's Heyman right next to him. I was, I mean, the shock of the year. Without, I mean, next to him returning. <laughs> yeah. At SummerSlam, that was the shock of the year. And um, it, it's man, been perfect, and like. If you're not interested in Roman Reigns at this point right now, if you're not interested in his storyline, you're just being stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> because it's it's a great storyline. It is it, it's great to see him turn into this monster heel, which is where they're going with. I mean they're headed in that direction. Yeah, if he's the monster heel who like who dethrones him? You know, that's a good question. See, we're completely silent because we got <laughs> nothing. See, what I'm hoping for is he come. He after he wins on Sunday, fantasy booking here. After he wins on Sunday. He's out there. Paul Heyman's out there. They're talking. They're gloating and doing their normal spiel. And all of a sudden, Kofi Kingston music hits. Oh! He comes out to the ring. He asks Roman, "What are you doing, man? What are you doing, this trash? You used to be a good guy." And then Roman doesn't even say anything. Just one spear takes Kofi off. And then next thing you know, Big E hits the ring. Sets up the Big E feud. Yes, I like it. I like it. And you can do it right away. Man, that would be awesome. Like those two guys, those big dudes going at it. Biggie has no back down. Roman doesn't believe anybody's on his level going at it. Like that's the best of three right there. Mm-hmm. You, that could be with Hell in the Cell, SummerSlam, uh, Hell in the Cell, Survivor Series, and whatever comes after that. And then, yeah, and then you can just whatever you want to do in the new year, you can do it. But there, I just gave you three months of ideas. Just some two dudes just going at it. And it and with Paul Heyman behind the mic, mm-hmm. it should only elevate all three of those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I can see Big Key going on talking smack and said, Y'all want to see me you know, stop joking and stop being jovial and fun. Roman Reigns hurt my friend. I'm going to hurt him. Mm-hmm. Man. The the possibilities now, I mean, going forward are, are very exciting. It's like, ooh, ooh tingly feeling. I can't wait to see how they screw this up. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I'm sorry, man. We've been watching wrestling for how many years? 20, oh, 25 man. years? 20 and counting at least. Yeah. Can't be too happy. Especially the man saying, you can't keep him too happy. Right. All right. Uh, so we both got Roman winning this one, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. That's it, man. I really kind of got me pumped up. I can't wait to watch on uh, Sunday. 
Yeah, I think it's, you know, I know we, we breezed through those other matches earlier, but I think the uh, the top feuds are really strong enough at this point to uh, to make it a very watchable, very worthwhile card. Yeah. All right. We are done. So we'll be watching UFC. Oh, you'll be watching UFC on Saturday. We're both watching wrestling Sunday. Um, we got to talk about what time we can record that podcast. Because for me, I can yeah. do any day Sunday because the Texans don't hold me anymore. I'm off that. <laughs> I am off that narcotic, man. You got to let that pain yeah, go. That's, so for me, it's like. I think you're right. After I drive to uh, the girlfriend off at work. I am free from then <laughs> until I have to go pick her up. I will put on an old pay-per-view on the TV. We can go at it. The Texans, they, between the Chiefs playoff loss, trading Hopkins, and then the way it started this year, nah, man, y'all can have this pain and misery. <laughs> I ain't about it. Yeah. It's, and, man, it's uh, – you're getting out of the right time because it's there's no end in sight yeah. to the pain and misery that is being a Houston Texans fan. Uh, I said I am done until Bill O'Brien is fired, so. Do yeah. not hold your breath. <laughs> I'm going to wake up one day. He's going to be the goddamn owner. I don't <laughs> <laughs> Words. Fuck, man. It's trash. Uh, all right, man. Anything else you like to talk about? No, that's it. That's all I've got for tonight. All right. So we will get out of here. Again, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. If you could, uh, write a review. Five-star reviews. If you write a four-star review, I just believe you're a hater. And um, that's it. Until next time. For Anthony, <laughs> I'm DeQuincy. Later, babies. Yeah.